Yo. Hello. It's the podcast. We're here. Uh, the podcast that uh, two recording sessions in a row have started out with a pretty, pretty depressing quick little meeting to try to decide what to say. So this is still Yo, Is This Racist? Yes. I'm Andrew T. That's Tani Newsome. That's uh, me. Producer Kevin is here. And it's probably a bad sign when... Uh, the consensus generally is, boy, wouldn't it be great to just talk about normal interpersonal racism? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would it sure would, would be it, a lot easier? Would it that be fun? But yeah, we are um, as we're recording in the the middle of you know we're we're still recording early, so we don't have all the information, which was also what happened last time. Um, you know, there's probably pretty educated guesses by people who are way more knowledgeable than us about what is uh, going to happen. And I think it's pretty clear it don't look good, but uh, probably some version of a ground assault into Gaza is going to happen. And the general air, uh, which this podcast does particularly bad in of balancing accusations of anti-Semitism versus the genocide that is happening um, and what to say about it while none of us are Jewish has been, I don't know, way more tricky than I sort of thought it was going to be, I guess. Am I being, I'm yeah. very naive. Yeah. I've been trying to take my own advice from a couple of weeks ago and really vet my sources. Um, yeah. Definitely for anything I pass along, but even just for anything I consume, you know, if I kind of can't tell right away, for the most part, where it's coming from or what the person's motivations are for sharing it, I sort of just scroll past it pretty quickly just so I don't inadvertently get yeah. uh, exposed like to fooled. too much propaganda. Or Yeah, and I know it's not yeah. perfect. Like, I'm just not going to know what all is real and fake. But, you know, having just like a vigilance um, has helped me a little bit not get too swept up in... It's Yeah, it's better than not doing that. But like... yeah. But it's been it's been really hard. It's been really awful and tragic watching all the violence unfold. And I just, yeah, it's been awful. You know, and then I guess like on a, uh, once again, personal level, um, like, you know, we are an industry where people are getting fired for, um, you know, wanting, for calling for ceasefire, um, for uh, describing what's happening um, on behalf of the Israeli government uh, as, you know, whether it's genocide or whether it's a, a, a ethnic cleansing or whether it's wrong, um, those things are all being punished. So it is scary to say that. Um, I don't know enough to be sure, but, you know, that is basically what I personally believe. Um, I signed a petition a couple, like a week ago or so, like the sort of writers asking for ceasefire and got a text from a producer slash attorney who I'd like worked with in the past who was like, you know, had been asking me for pitches and he'd like, you know, we're, we're trying to like get a project together. That was a threat. Um, I'm not naming him not to protect him, but because I'm genuinely afraid of being retaliated against by him, he has gotten someone else fired <laughs> that I know of. Um, mm. And I'm, a, you know, I'm like, there's like, Lots of fear mongering, probably, but some reasonable fears of like sort of like blacklists in Hollywood and things like that. Um, and I guess to the extent that they exist, I'm definitely on them. 
And I, among other things, very much don't want anyone else on this podcast to be on them. But, you know, I'm like in it, I'm sure. Uh, and to the extent that it exists, and I don't know really how organized all that stuff is. Some of it is definitely paranoia. But yeah, yeah I, it's just, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, it's it's hard to know what's paranoia when you see pretty high level people being fired for simply saying something as simple as we need to call for a ceasefire. We need to ask our president to call for a ceasefire. That's something I believe and and don't feel that that's a controversial statement. And then of course you have, you know, I just, I, I really reject any of the, but what about the hostages? Of course, we also want the hostages returned. Right now, we need to call for a ceasefire in order to accomplish that, I think. But you know what? I went to fucking clown school. I didn't go to foreign policy yeah. school. So I don't care the order in which it happens. It's not for me to figure out. But the fact that people are getting fired or threatened or made to feel unsafe at their place of work by simply saying those two things in the quote-unquote wrong order is yeah. absolutely bonkers. And the people that I'm choosing to listen to and look towards are the people that are expressing radical empathy and the people that are are reaching towards peace no matter what. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I did, uh, with a, especially like after this like text got sent to me recently, like I had, you know, did a thing that like literally is... <laughs> Exactly what white people, like the whole genesis of this podcast is like asking for advice on this shit. And I literally like, you know, and I have a self-selecting group of friends. Like all my close Jewish friends are anti-Zionist. They do not support what is happening um, on, you know, by, uh, by the Israeli government. And, you know, so of course they are like, it's not anti-Semitic to say, to express these things. So, you know, maybe it's also like I heard an answer I knew I was going to get, but I did like literally reach out to these people. It's like, Hey, so just have like a, like a <laughs> Judaism question or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like, like I, I was like, I did the exact same thing that like corny white people, uh, no offense to every caller, um, do. <laughs> um, and I was like, I actually need, but you know, I guess partially it was also like, I was like, you know, I'm sure this guy is calling me an anti-Semite, you know, and, mm. like, I don't think I am, but also, you know, what do I know? Andrew, is this an episode of Yo, <laughs> is Yo, is this racist, racist? Oh, man, no. That's, that's a deep cut. That's a deep that's cut for uh, our haters. That's purely owned by a different company. <laughs> uh, and it does exist. Anyway. <laughs> look it up. Um, no, don't look it up. Don't give him no. more streams. Talk yeah, about a clown. Look. Anyway, <laughs> no, but it, it is like a thing where like, um, yeah, I'm definitely like afraid. Um, I'm also like past the point of being able to do anything about it. So I just have to live in it. Yeah, um, I mean, we're already on the list. So yeah. Yeah. And I guess at the other hand, it's like, I wouldn't want to work with this producer, like obviously anymore. Yeah. And look, I don't know maybe it is simply my own paranoia, but um, I don't know. And I think my fears are valid, but of course I would. I don't fucking know. So, so that's the sort of situation. And, and then the other side of things is like, I've, I've um, seen some very reasonable people be like, all this hand wringing about making it about yourself is really not cool. Given that, right. you know, 
tens of thousands of um, Palestinians have been killed in the last like two weeks. So yeah, the answer is, I think none of us have something smart to say, um, but including, you know, there were a couple voicemails that were left from very reasonable, angry people that were to the, you know, basically, how dare you say nothing? And I, I don't know the answer. I mean, to me, the answer is saying something from someone as uninformed as I like, or both, you know, all of us like, is that worse? Is that better? I'm just saying what I've experienced. Also like, and I'm not interested in getting into really a dialogue about this with these listeners. So don't, don't call us back, but I reject the idea that we are saying nothing. Um, what I said a couple of weeks ago, first of all, is vet your sources and yeah, fucking really, really get some digital literacy going under your belt so that you can make informed decisions. Yeah, I should I should say for the record, the voicemails were mostly aimed at me. Sorry, <laughs> this is but me I mean, main, main charactering myself. I think no, your advice whatever. was very. I'm, sad. I'm sure. I'm sure there are people who still think we're not doing enough, which is fine. You can think whatever you want. I was going to point people to uh, just a couple of journalists that are in Gaza. And again, I, the, the veracity of the things that they post, you will have to do some independent research on your own just to say that as a blanket statement. I believe that these are reliable sources, but also, like I said, I went to clown college. So if people want to, you know, just, just more thoroughly interrogate what I'm recommending to them, I always welcome that because, you know, we can always use more interrogation. Um, but I've been following a photojournalist named Motez Azaiza. Uh, he's on the ground in Gaza. And, you know, the imagery is difficult to look at, but I think we owe it to every affected person to to really see what's happening on the ground. I don't know if he's on Twitter, but his Instagram is yeah. is really informative. And he's been keeping it pretty up to date even during the internet blackout. If if I could and this is uh, once again a thing that other people have called cowardly and I do agree with them on some level but I'm still going to do it which is um a person that I have found it's here's the thing this is the easy way out so I don't know if it's outright cowardly or just easier but um this guy uh, I was on a podcast with who I've been following um Raphael Shimanov has been, you know, uh, very, he's a, uh, a Jewish person of color who has been very anti-Zionist and very active. And the, the reason it's cowardly is because it's very easy and safe to sort of retweet and follow his voice because he is Jewish and he is insulated from some accusations of anti-Semitism, although not all. So to me, that has been like very helpful, but again, that is, you know, just trying to acknowledge that I know that some people find that unsatisfying. The other journalist I was going to shout out was, uh, apologies for the pronunciation, Hind Kodry, H-I-N-D-K-H-O-U-D-A-R-Y. Uh, I've been following her on Instagram. Yeah, to just, I don't know, sometimes just seeing an Instagram story of like her trying to go buy bread when the supermarkets are bare is uh, just a slightly different way I feel like I'm staying informed about what's happening in Gaza as opposed to, I don't know, yeah. looking at people's takes on Twitter about it is particularly maddening. Sometimes it's just easier to just yeah see what's going on. and Yeah. yeah. 
Shall we just take a break and... Yeah, let's just take a break and, and come back. Cool. We are back and we've got a little bit lighter tone for the rest of the episode. I think I didn't listen to the voicemails, but just assuming that they're... It can't be less light. That's true. <laughs> like by definition. Yeah. I, I'll i be honest. I don't remember what the voicemails are already. I think they're... Great. Are they Halloween based, Andrew? It was just Halloween. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're never good at holidays. We don't do holidays. Right Wait. So... Maybe. Yes, yes, kind of. Hey, Andrew, Tawny, Kevin, Peanut. That was cute. Uh, I was listening to one of your episodes with a Halloween costume blackface voicemail and thought it was hilarious, but wanted to elaborate on a different childhood costume of mine and ask if this is racist. Happy Halloween, by the way. Um so I love litigating an old costume. <laughs> when I was 11, 12, I decided that I wanted to dress up as a ancient Chinese man. I don't want to say when I was that age, I thought of it as a Chinaman, but that's what it was. Um, I, I am Chinese. Um, I had a lot of, like traditional Chinese attire that would kind of fit the theme. I had this Chinese, like, hat, you know, that is super stereotypical racist Chinaman hat, and just thought it would be really funny if I used makeup to draw in, like, a mustache on my face and dress up as that. So, yeah, that's what I was for Halloween um, when I was 11 or 12. And I really don't know what that means. Is this racist? Because I don't know. I'm Chinese, and I drew from my experiences watching my mom's historical Chinese dramas, (laughs) Um, but also thought it was funny as a caricature, so I think that it was definitely racist. Um, I also think I was racist back then because I was just a stupid child. So let me know what you think. Love the show. Um, Bye. I love this. Was past child me a racist against my own people? I love how late the lead was buried. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Chinese, by the way. Yeah. Got to open with that. She said earlier that she was Asian, but no, I think I was talking over it. Yeah, I was was talking over it. I I don't know. Maybe Andrew, go. Go ahead. (laughs) This, well, so long time, medium time, but probably not short time listeners will remember, because I don't think I've said this in a while. My, kind of my, my real, like, this hit home journey to I don't think satire works, um, began with a Halloween costume in Brooklyn at the wonderful boat bar, which Tawny has now been to. Um, Love it. Love a good, bad bar. Probably close to a decade and a half ago now when, and this is, I mean, you kind of piece together, like at the time I was like, you know, kind of in like New York comedy folks and like just in a bad way, but not their fault way, like hanging out with too many white people, um, white comedy people. And so I thought, 
that it would be funny if I dressed as a Chinaman for Halloween. And so what I did was I, I went on eBay and I searched for chink glasses and I got those like, oh, like little slanty eyed chink glasses and like a Fu Manchu mustache. And Kevin is losing it. He's practically <laughs> lying down in his chair. I hope there's no photos of this. There definitely are photos of it <laughs> that I don't know where they are, but there, yeah, there's a thousand percent oh photos. God. And and that's I think the thing is at the time I was hoping it would be like transgressive and funny. And mm. it like very, very you know, like really like pointing a lens at like satire. Isn't it, isn't it racist mm-hmm. that this exists? And it so fast the degree to which people were comfortable doing various like racist oriental mm-hmm. shit at me was so fast that I like, you know. It, it got me. It got me out of it real quick, um, and I was yeah. very mad at myself for, but not really able to articulate what the fuck was wrong with me for too many years. I, I acknowledge that it took me way too long to like figure my shit out. Damn, you really played yourself. How did you like? Were you like instantly like I got to get most of this costume off? No, 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 no. I was like, ah, sure, it's fine. And mm-hmm. then it was just like people were like. You know, and some people did get it. I think that's the problem. Enough people got it mm-hmm. that, like, I was like, this is fine. And then, so it was like, it wasn't like no one, everyone was, like, joining and celebrating how racist they thought I was allowing them to be. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing was it was, like, one in ten, or maybe one in eight people. Mm-hmm. That sounds about the right ratio for, like... <laughs> New York in the mid-aughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. That's about the level of awareness of, let's see, uh, right. the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs that just put out an album. Um. The No, No, Nos. <laughs> yeah. The, ooh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. But you know what I mean? So it was one of those things. That, I think that's the thing is that had it universally been that, I would have gotten it quicker. Yeah. But like there were enough people like, oh, that's really, you know, like got it. But biting satire. Risha was too high. And then, but yeah, I was just like, oh, right. That's not. That's not even close. Yeah. It's like doing stereotypical characters on stage and then the audience laughing for the wrong reasons. And you're like, no, no, no. But that's not the joke. The joke is that I'm even doing this. And they're just like, ha, ha, ha. She can't speak English correctly. And you're like, fuck. We've missed the mark. (laughs) Yeah. And it only took me one instance in a couple of years to figure that out. You'd think... (laughs) <laughs> several other people in Hollywood figure that shit out quicker. But you oh, know what? God. They got paid. No, that's the problem with Hollywood is that there's money attached to it and all the white people laughing for the wrong reasons mean that it, it lines their pockets. Whereas when yeah. we were doing it on stage at Second City, we were like very quickly like, oh, wait, this feels bad. And I'm still broke. Let's do something else. <laughs> right. Right. It's, yeah. The the at least get paid asterisk, no, it's still bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Well, caller. But yes, so the caller. The caller didn't know, but that is a level of buffoonery. I was going to say I have questions for her parents. Yeah. Well, but that's, listen, as someone who also has Asian parents, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there and let you know. Uh, There's a decent likelihood that that is not going to yield answers that I would consider to be positive. Yep. 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 Okay. Well, well, I I still say your parents let you down. 
uh, letting you walk out the house like that. It was yeah. not 11 year old use fault. Yes. Yeah. Get rid of those pictures though. The pictures yeah. are very embarrassing. Yeah. It can't be. Come on. No. So we kind of solve one. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a short one. Uh, it's a quick one. Hello. Uh, my girlfriend gets called uh diva. Uh, and fabulous whenever she wears hoop earrings at work. Is that racist? Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds like her girlfriend's <laughs> black and she works with white people <laughs> who are trying to give her a compliment and they have to code that compliment. And I don't love it, but is it hard R racism? Is it capital R racism? Maybe not, but people are just so uncreative. People just say their first draft thought all the time. Yeah. I. <sighs> Is there any world where, like, I know my racism dar is calibrated wrong for to like live in to live in like a normal society? Like, I understand that, but is there like a world? There's just like like no. I feel like I can't hear a white person say the word diva, <laughs> even in an opera setting. <laughs> Where I'm like, I don't think so. Get the fuck out of here. Like, like, and I, the fact that that hits my ear wrong tells me there's something wrong with me. Cause I, and I understand that, but right. Right. Like you're saying for you, diva is the new, like, uh, what were those like terrible names? Like Shaniqua or Bonquisha or whatever. That's the new, like yeah. white person coded name for like a black girl. I genuinely think that. I mean, I know that's here's like, the thing. It's not going to hurt for you to think that way. It potentially can hurt for people to be too comfortable throwing around the word diva. Right, right. I get that's that's the thing with all of my the shit in my brain, which is like I know that like factually it's wrong, but like living my life wise, it just works. Yeah, you you should live a life where you probably don't throw around the word diva. That's yeah. fine. And whatever backstory you need to construct for the reasoning for that, it doesn't really matter. Right. So <laughs> you're right. And everyone maybe could search for different adjectives. I, I think in general, when you see a person, if you want to say something about their appearance, go to at least the second or maybe third thought you have. Because I yeah. think so often when we blurt out those first draft thoughts, it's usually like, like for me, I'm someone who's very tall. There's a lot of like people being like, whoa, you're tall. And I'm just like, I, I never need another person to say to me, whoa, you're tall. I never do. <laughs> I, I just don't need it. It's not a compliment. And it's not even like a, an insult. It's just like you're making an observation about my physical body that I've heard ad nauseum my entire life. And so when you do yeah. that about things that are innocuous, but you know, accidentally like racially coded or gender coded or queer coded or whatever, you're just like reinforcing a thing that this person has to deal with all the time. So just stop, say your second, third, or you want to get spicy, say your fourth thought about them. And another thing, a friend of the show, Paul F. Tompkins told me once is like, if you want to pay someone a compliment, compliment their style, compliment a thing that they've done to like adorn themselves as opposed to the way they look or their body that they can't control or whatever. But like you want to tell someone they have a nice jacket, that's a thing yeah. that they did. So that's yeah. you know, that's a safer way to do it. Yeah. It's just but, less uh, first draft thoughts, just less. This is Tony Tony the scribe has logged in. 
<laughs> oh God, am I, I'm, I'm writer brain pilled. This is great. Ooh, welcome, welcome to the overthinking inside. No, Ugh. that's not true. You're already there. You're what are this is yeah, just like you know, fourth draft is usually the sweet spot. I feel like fifth draft is overthinking it. Yeah. We don't want we don't want studio and network notes yet. We just want <laughs> it's somewhere between draft three and four. It's yeah, it's just, it, that's the pocket. Right. Like, I don't know, because maybe if your first thought is, ooh, you look fabulous. You could then go to like, oh, why did I think that? Oh, maybe I like her earrings. And so maybe your second draft thought is like, nice earrings, which is also like fine. But maybe if you go to that real galaxy brain third draft moment, you might get to like, <laughs> oh, oh, where do you shop? You know, you have cool style. Where do you shop? And then you have a conversation with a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome back to Andrew yeah. and Tawny's just like lessons for being a fucking human in the world who doesn't weird people oh. out. We have notes for your sentences, people. <laughs> you just, you're like, this isn't even dialogue. Just the basic shit you say. We, you need to punch it up twice. Yeah. Punch up your coffee shop interactions, please. Do a voice pass on that because you're not. <laughs> just, yeah, you don't sound natural. It. You don't sound original. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. That's, that's the, the note that really is like both infuriating, but ultimately helpful in writer's rooms. Although admittedly, it's often just used as a cudgel just to say, I don't like this, but it is like, I've heard this before really mm-hmm. is like, really is uh, I, I, a powerful note. And I'll just say, of course it could be misused, but it is very powerful to just be like, yeah, but we've heard this before and we have, but sometimes mm-hmm. we have it and sometimes it stays in. So, you know, I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. perfect, but do we have any strike talk? Actors really. just crossed day 100. Uh, yeah. We don't have news yet from our negotiating committee, but they're, 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 they're still meeting. They're still meeting with the AMPTP. There was a counterproposal. Things, not, not entirely feel sure things are like yet. they're actually moving, I suppose. Yes. Um, I yes. think that's probably good and definitely the extent of what we know. But yeah, I, I will say, um, yeah, the strike is like, the, uh, the actor strike is not over and the repercussions for that, like, you know, WGA is like, things are like not really back, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. in any like specific way. So I think that's, I don't know, that's what we have. Um, apologies sort of for the short <laughs> episode today, this week, but, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, we, I don't know. I don't know if we did it right or did it wrong. Um, but we certainly tried to do something, and even that is either right or wrong. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, just keep an eye on where you're getting your information. Watch out for people around you who are speaking up for peace and speaking up in the name of peace and her, who are being punished or silenced or quieted. Yeah. And, you know, work to fight against that because it's yeah. insane. Yeah. I, I think it's like... Look, I, I think the other other way to think of it too is like, um, again, I, I know I can't. I, I just you can. I feel like people can like hear me slow down as like 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 hear the cogs mm. in my brain thinking as I'm trying to be careful, and I mm-hmm. guess that speaks to the fact 
that I am never trying to be careful <laughs> otherwise. Um, but one thing that I also like found some heart in when when I signed that petition was this: like someone did point out, they can't fire all of us. And the reality is, maybe they can fire all of us. And I know certainly know there are people that I know that have threatened me who are that certainly would like to fire all of us. But um, you know, they can't fire all of us, probably. Um, so. To the extent that you can, you know, please do the right thing and protect as many innocent people as you can, the way that you can. And even more than usual, I understand that that's hypocritical coming from me because I am very scared. But um, that is still the advice, even if I'm not doing the best job I maybe I could do of following it. Um, And I'm only speaking for myself. Feel free to, if there are uh, accounts or journalists or sources that you've been following that you feel are helpful and trustworthy and all this, feel free to send those to us. Oh, Um, yeah. Let us know. I'm always in the information gathering stage. Yeah. Yeah. And look, yeah. So, uh, you know, more than usual, we don't know if we're doing the right thing, but um, that's what we got. Yeah. 323-389-7223. Uh, That's the phone number. We're on social media. Leave your voicemails. I will say this. um, I I don't mind the angry voicemails from, you know, the right side of things. I understand that Mm -hmm. people think we're not doing enough. But, yeah, I really don't mind them, actually. Um, And I I, am once again in slow talking mode. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up. All right. That's it. Peace. Bye. This is Sebastian.